1: Hello. Hey, guys. What up? We don't want you to think that we're just glossing over something, so we wanted to uh, put this on the front of this episode because we didn't have a chance to speak on this because we already had something in the queue, mm-hmm. and uh, we do think that we need to address the- Our
0: Asian brothers and sisters who have who are experiencing
1: some- Black shit. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you would say it that way. Uh, I think it was good. Uh, no, but we're with you. We understand that there's a problem we're not condoning anything that's happening to the Asian community. We understand that, uh, violence is on the uprise for the Asian community. And, uh, we are wanted to uh, make people aware that we need to look out for our Asian brothers and sisters. Cause at the end of the day, you're not just our friends. You're a us. Check out next week's episode. Uh, we do have, uh, information uh that we, we 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 talked about um but like i said we're behind on the queue a week so you're going to get that next week and uh, i have a feeling this is going to be addressed even more than next week's episode so uh stay tuned please enjoy this episode uh that we did about uh takashi ah! yeah, oh! oh! aries did you know all of our social media can be found on spearsberg pod now what yeah Spearsburg Pod, where you can get it on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Patreon, yes, uh, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I believe YouTube, too, and MySpace even. Whoa! Can you believe that shit? Yes, I can. Find us, guys. Please, please.
0: <laughs> hey, what's happening, main wifey of the Ohio's? Yeah. Columbus, baby. Columbus is nice. Yeah, I like Columbus. And uh me and Andy were saying, after coming off that run. I gotta grab something keep going. All right, after coming off that run that we were on, again, like you know, like sports, man, you, you circle a calendar and there are certain games you look at where you just go, Wow, we got this one, this one, and this one in a row. We're we'll gonna get the groupie pussy, we gonna fucking party in the city. It's gonna be a good run. And then you get the opposite. You get the runs where you just go, oh fuck. So we were on an all fuck run for a while. Uh but now we we hopefully this is starting to swing in a good direction. Uh Columbus, Ohio at the funny bone is where we bees. Uh Dude,
1: it was nice to hear laughter again. Like Yes. Just just And good mood. But the laughter comes from a different place. Like you have to. In some places, you got to get past all the darkness. The laughter has to like come from the gut and it comes above the yeah. darkness and then out of them. Right but in Columbus, there was laughter. It was it was in the room. It wasn't just. It was the, the
0: energy. It was it yeah. was everything was nice. Uh, but again, because of COVID, uh, the clubs are trying to make all their money uh, with <laughs> limited seating, so you know they add these third shows where Andy and I are doing eight shows, nine shows. Normally, we would do six. Now, we're doing seven. And they added a third show here, and everything was good up until that third show. <laughs> I even said, because what's great about Columbus is there really is a diversity in terms of the energy, too. Uh, a lot of white folks, uh, some Hispanics, but their energy is just great. And I always said I have more fun when the crowd is multicultural. Uh, but no doubt, man, I said to Andy as he was walking into the showroom from the green room, this the nigga show. Uh, and you always know it's the nigga show cause black people, couples wear matching outfits. Uh, one broad had on her whole left and right side was sparkly. Uh, and her dude had on an outfit that was just as sparkly, uh, loud colors, uh, ghetto fabrics. Uh, and I just
1: knew, I knew. Um Yeah, when I went up you told me and I was like, Are you you Because sure? I looked around the room and I was like, You sure? 'Cause it's been it, would, it had been so good. My spidey sense
0: nigga was tickling and I then said this is the niggas
1: And then you said you could tell from being in the green room, uh, I I don't know how many people understand how this works, but uh, uh, some places have the green room really close to the stage, so you, yeah. you can see from the green room what's going on. Right. Other places, like Columbus, have uh, their green room uh, actually behind the kitchen, so it's a it's it's the the showroom, uh, the hallway, the kitchen, and then that's where the green room is. Right. So you have no idea what's going on on stage, other than listening to the speaker, right? And that's in the green room where you could hear the show and hear the feedback. Yeah. And uh, you were listening to the show, and <laughs> you told me that you could hear from my voice the way the, the way I had oh, sped nigga. up the show.
0: Oh, you was spe- You was trying to get up out of that bitch. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's speeding through this. Yeah. Um, and listen, y'all have heard me kind of go on this tangent before, and I'll try not to be as uh, extensive, but I'm going to say it again because on my way to Andy's room to record the podcast, you know, uh, the way the room is set up, we got this little desk. And both of us like to work from the desk, but there's only one chair, so I have to wheel my chair from my room to his room. And as I'm walking through the hall, I see this nigga going into his room, nigga with dreads in a baseball cap. And, I mean, his whole ass was out. I mean, pants just sagging right. I, I, his whole ass was out. It was so low, I'm con- I'm convinced from the front his dick was out. Um <laughs> And let me just say this. I, as The older I get, and, I, and, I, and I, make, I make no reservations about this, I hate niggas, man. The older I get, niggas make me sick. And I told you last night, Chris Rock, I love black people. I hate niggas. And I know a lot of ghetto street niggas got love for me. But if you wear your pants with your whole ass out, get the fuck away from me. I, because, again, it comes with a fucking mentality. I could tell by your mentality with your jeans up below your ass and you wear that in public like that I could tell you think a certain way you move a certain way and last night the show was so ghetto you had a you had a fight breakout up up in the balcony and I thought it was down on the lower level so and I was trying to ignore it but between the murmuring and 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 the, and the other little bits of noise I had to go yo time out. The fuck is going on? And it turns out, some people in the balcony had told some dude to shut the fuck up because this nigga was loud and talking, and he got mad because they told him to shut the fuck up, like they was wrong, and he was like, "I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. Well, if you're a grown man, nigga, act like it. You know, it's called show etiquette." niggas come to shows and are disruptive niggas come to shows and fucking are loud niggas come to shows and don't know how to act and it's just like fuck my tolerance for niggas is depleting and it's like you mad at somebody because they pay money to see a show and and you don't you don't get why they're upset because you're ruining their time niggas make me fucking sick I'm getting tired of niggas, man. Yeah, I know you're scooting out the frame. I'm <laughs> getting tired of niggas, man. And you don't even have to listen, you don't even have to comment. You can be my therapist. Nigga, I'm venting. Niggas make me sick. And like I said, I know a lot of them give me love. Yo, I fucks with you, nigga. And, and I'm grateful. But god damn it. Learn etiquette. Learn how to fuck, how to act. Shut the fuck up at a live show. Even the the, the the black bitch in the front, you know, want to get talkative with me. Like bitch, this ain't about that.
1: Ugh. All right, pull your fucking pants up, niggas. I, I'm, since you said I could be your therapist, let me be your. Uh, let, let me. I'm not going to be your your therapist. Let me be. Uh, let me be the other side of the conversation for one second. Uh, Which side you represent? Uh, I'm going to be the black dude that says to you. But Aries, man, you—you've been in this game for a long time. You're supposed to be able to handle that. How do you handle? You should be able to handle that. And I
0: handle it. It don't mean I like it. I handle it. I could have chose to ignore that shit, but then I wouldn't have been doing my job as a comic, and then I wouldn't have been able to live with myself knowing I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So I handled it. And because, again, I've been doing this thirty years. I've been in the crunk gym. I've, I, 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 I get dirty. If I have to scrap on the mic, I scrap on the mic. But it don't mean I like having to do that shit.
1: No, and and the reason I asked you that question is so that you would say that because being on the road with you for the last 3 years, um there's a difference that you have in your energy after you've done a show. You might you you could still have a great show in that room. In in any room you're going to have you could have a great show. But when you have to deal with things instead of getting to be just Instead of being a comedian, and you have to, uh, obviously, I don't want... Uh, how, did, how You have to put more effort into controlling the room than you do into making people laugh. Right. That takes so much away from you, and I see the And it's controlling
0: the room while making them laugh.
1: laugh. Yeah. Because you just
0: can't just... And this is why I say again to young up-and-coming comics that go, yo, that you go to the comedy classes and the local comedy clubs ran by the managers who charge you money to cheat you about shit that you'll never learn from them only through real life experience. You can't teach that. You cannot, no comedy club manager or owner can teach you about that moment, those moments which will occur where you have to take control of the room and make people laugh, throw away your playbook, call a fucking audible, recognize the blitz, scramble out of the pocket. They can't teach you that.
1: Now, and last night you even said to me, because I said, I, I sped it up, I I switched my set around. I got just to meet. A, I just did partial pieces of jokes. I just did the like the just the meat, right? And then moved on. I didn't even try to do a lot of right. setup. And that's when you go because you're learning finally learning how to like weave through that shit because right. you have to. You can't. You have to know how to work the room. And when you do say that about young comics, I, I this is this is my college that I just took. I took a college. I took Ari Spears' college course in in, in working a room that necessarily. Doesn't – and yet I think – I want to say this to you. I think it's even maybe a little uh, more difficult now because people have been locked up in their houses for so long and they get together and they see some people that they haven't seen or they're meeting some people out and they're talking because they haven't seen each other and it gets louder because uh, the etiquette may be uh, there normally, but it isn't because people haven't had to work with that uh, in, in this confines yeah, I, don't know, I agree
0: with that, man ignorance is ignorance, regardless of the situation, ignorance always rears its head when, whenever it's not supposed to regardless of the situation I know what you're going for with the COVID thing and motherfuckers is overly excited and happy to be out, so they putting extras on it, but no, them niggas are the same no matter what what do you call white folks that do that same shit, though? I mean, they, whatever derogatory term you want to use for them, <laughs> throw that to them, too. Because white folks do do it. But I'm just saying, niggas, like I say, we, we put, we put what's the name of the dude from the fucking internet? Famous, the salt man. Where he does his arm like a, like it's a bird or like he's doing the oh, gooseneck the, from the, basketball. The cooking guy? The cooking guy, and he seasons the, he always wears the glasses. That's niggas. We, we put extras on whatever <laughs> we do. Whatever we do,
1: even being ignorant. So if you're gonna fuck up the show, you're gonna fuck it up extra.
0: Oh, niggas is spicy with the with the ignorance. And whatever level white folks is ignorant, niggas are the spice dude. They we just we 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 just we add that genese qua on ignorance. Jesus Christ, man. Like sometimes I just want to do my plays, man. Let me do my plays. Especially on a third show when it's been a long fucking night my plays and then when if i feel within my own comfort level like freestyling then i'll
1: do that but nigga don't make me run out the pocket and scramble because you motherfuckers don't know how to act so do you think there's ever moments in uh like patrick mahomes when he's playing football and he 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 has to play and the play gets broken up and he scrambles out of the pocket and he runs for a touchdown and then he goes to the sideline all, all the players are like yeah man you did that shit look how you did it and then he goes yeah man but you know what would be better if you fucking if if if, if you my, block, nigga, if you block and you held up the line, and I could have thrown my fucking pass, dude. Let me tell you something. Like I
0: said, I think I'm, and I'm grateful for it. I'm cut from both worlds. I'm not an extreme on either side of the landscape. I am part Cosby. I am part Huxtable. You know, I I, I say I've said it a million times. My mother was was world renowned and smart, and made us do things outside of the norm and. You know, were well read, and you know we had that huxtable shit. So I'm grateful for that. But a part of me also grew up poor with mice and roaches, and I had I'm I'm part good times, part huxtables, and I and I like being both. If I was one extreme or the other, uh, I don't think I would be as potent as a comic um, because it does take a little bit of ghetto in you to be able to handle that shit you you got to get you got to be able to match fire with fire so i can go there but at times i just want to read a book and wear a cardigan sweater
1: near the fireplace and play some chess okay so now i'm going to be your therapist for a second cuz i just listened to you and i think i picked up everything that you just said so here's here's what it is so because you are cut from both worlds and because you figured out a way to navigate and be appropriate in a situation mm. you're you you get disappointed with people that are cut from the same cloth as you that haven't figured out how to act like you have, like to be be able to put together. They can't do both. They can't do both. And that disappoints you because you think people should be able to it. Yeah,
0: it'd be, you know, listen, the more versatile you are, the better. Okay. And, and, and I just, when you just strictly DMX, strictly ghetto, strictly street, that has its advantages, but it has its disadvantages. And I think if you too Cosby and you too Huxtable, certainly that has its advantages. But, you you, you know, you you want to be able to get down and dirty with your people sometimes. You know what I mean? So I like being able to do both. But when you when you can do both, you know when to apply what when. That's what I was trying to get to. You know, are yeah. disappointed that they, they haven't figured out how to apply. Yeah, this ain't the place for that, nigga. All that loud shit. This ain't the place for that.
1: Gotcha. So, all right. Whew, uh but four shows were unbelievable up until that point.
0: Yes. And tonight will be great. Because yeah. it's only two. It's Sunday and you know, niggas is a little bit more civilized on the Lord's Day.
1: Uh <laughs> have you have you ever heard anybody who who street that you said, and said I would fucking just take you out right now, but it's the Lord's Day? No, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> Yo, Doug, I'd, normally I'd fucking rob you,
0: but today is Jesus Day. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Monday. Alright. Um <clears throat> We're gonna talk about this Takashi 6ix9ine documentary. Before we get into it, though, I gotta say, man, um Showtime is really putting its dick on the table. Yeah, it is. It's- because once upon a time ago, in the era of The Wire, Sopranos, when when I think HBO was at its peak of its powers. True Blood. Uh, the comedy specials s- that were coming out. Yeah, Six Feet Under, the comedy specials. Just in terms of documentaries and TV series, HBO, to me, of all the movie channels, were the, were the bully on the block. But Showtime, dude, between City on a Hill, The Good Lord Bird, Your Honor, great documentaries like Takashi. Uh, macho Camacho, they are muscling its way into the pussy, nigga. Yeah.
1: They're, yeah. They're, no, they're, they're no longer the Cleveland.
0: Ah. Just a bit outside. Um yeah, they 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 turning into something. Um, and I know at one point I, I you know I had said to you as a suggestion, yo, did you see the Camacho special docu? And you said you did. Yeah. Yeah, and we said, what a great fucking documentary.
1: Yeah. Uh, the ending is sad because it doesn't yeah. give you any closure. Right. And it just makes you feel for his mom. But the, the, but the, the documentary was You great. felt he
0: brought it on himself, though?
1: With the lifestyle and the drugs and the
0: not wanting to get out of Puerto Rico when some people so told him, hey, man, you need to get the fuck up out of
1: here. I think when everybody around you say, who, who has your best interest in heart right. tells you that this is probably not the place that you should be right now. For whatever reasons that they have for you, right. and you don't want to change the way you're acting, then maybe you do need to go to another place for a little bit of time. I mean, if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, Andy, uh, whatever, you should you shouldn't be here right. uh, because of this," you know, sometimes that's where you you know that's as you just put you put your dick on the table because you want to prove to you don't care that you 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 can you can outlast and outstrength anybody, right? But you know, it's hard to beat a bullet, right? Um
0: you know, and it was crazy. Like I I remember, and this was Camacho was at his, you know, run in his peak in the eighties. Um, and he was a blur to me because I never really paid attention to him other than the fact that I remember all the extravagant outfits. Yeah. But I didn't know this motherfucker had heads. I mean, he was De La Hoya before De La Hoya. Minus, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Camacho was a ghetto motherfucker all the way. He was the niggas. Camacho, I mean, uh, De La Hoya, he was never really ghetto, but he wasn't. He was pretty boy. He was well to do, articulate. He he was smooth. He was smooth, but he could get down and dirty. Mm -hmm. So he was he was me. I was Oscar. I'm Oscar. Whereas guys like Camacho and uh, Fernando Vargas is the niggas. And Camacho was a hood motherfucker, but had hands.
1: Yeah, my dad used to enjoy, you know, my, my, my boxing history really all comes from my stepfather. And enjoyed watching him fight, but could not stand watching him outside, outside of the, of the ring. ring. Yeah. Right. So, but as far as fighting, man, he, uh, he had skills, man.
0: I gave him a fucking boxing lesson.
1: I thought I won the rounds.
0: Uh, I fought a lot of a lot of great fighters, uh, and I was just proud to fight. Uh, and I look forward to fighting him again. Oscar, yeah, I used to do Oscar. But yeah, man. All right, let's talk about this motherfucker, Takashi. Uh, Andy, you've heard me say this. Oh, by the way, this Sunday, March twenty eighth, City on a Hill. Yeah, it's, it's back. Back. God, Lord, give me the strength to not watch because I want to binge watch this at Snowfall.
1: Now, I'm going to watch this one the right away. I, ha- I have held off on watching Snowfall, because I want to watch a couple in a row. Right. Because when I watched, the, when it came out, it was two in a row. Snowfall. Yeah, and it was two in a row. They gave you the, they gave you first and second, right? And that, and, and that was good. I, right. had, I had enough. And, I, and, and it's not that I, I wanted more, but I had enough. Right. Uh, I, could, I could go to sleep that night and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of want to watch them where it's at least two at a time, because yeah, one hour isn't enough. And and they all no because they always cut it at that part where you go fuck, fuck. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And so I I I I, want to get a couple. And I I disagreed with you at first, where you have to watch each one as it comes out. But 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 two, if I can just watch two, at least two at a time. I'll be okay. Listen,
0: I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I really think that analogy is perfect. You don't open a bag of chips, eat one, and close the bag till later. It's potato chips. Camp you gotta camp. open and you gotta gorge. You gotta damn to finish the bag. No one eats a chip, and and to me, shows like Snowfall, Ozark, fucking uh, uh, City on a Hill. That's Doritos, nigga. That's that's Ruffles, queso. That's that's Cheetos, nigga. That's your fa- Whatever your favorite chip is.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your analogy and, and then put it to how I started to look at this and why, I'm, why I was agreeing with you. You take that bag of chips, and what do you say? There's like 12 or 14 episodes in a season? Yeah. So you look at your ch- bag of chips, and you go, okay, one, two, and you divide that into 14, and then you see how small that little amount of chips are, and you right. go, nah. You wait? No, you go, kid. that's not enough chips. I'm going to I'm gonna have to dig into this bag a little deeper than that. Right. I need at least a few, uh, a little bit more than that. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, I came around, but I can't leave it there. I can't let it sit there and not take a peek. Pick really? Yeah. But once you take a peek, don't you want to keep going? Yeah, but if, I, if there's only two episodes, at least I'll get a little bit. Uh, I can't
0: do that to yeah. myself, dude. Like I, 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 like I said, I, I did that with power, and it drove me nuts. Because power would end on a fuck.
1: Yeah, but I just didn't have I didn't have that love for power that way, so it didn't <laughs> fuck me up like that. But uh, with uh, with City on the Hill, I'm just hoping, and I just hope I, that I, they. I, don't... I'm
0: sorry, and it really looks like from the previews they upped the ante.
1: Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. I just I don't want them to do a bunch of setup, like give me a little bit of fucking just pow, and then a bunch of like here's how the season's going to go. Right. I need them to dig in deep right in the beginning, right. and, and I think it looks like from what like you said, what they showed. Uh, we're going to have something, so I'm hoping for it.
0: And I just read uh, they're going to do a fourth and final season of Ozark. A two, uh, what was it? Split season? Split season. Mm. But it wasn't 14 episodes a piece, right? No, it's like Because that's 28. A, I thought it was seven. Isn't seven Seven a piece. Because normally they do 10. Yeah. So it's going to be four. So, and like I said, the way season three ended, wow, nigga.
1: Yeah. Wow. I was just reading our uh our Instagram, our uh, Spearsburg Pod really? Instagram and someone said, you know, that uh they got watched one but they couldn't get through to, or they cut co- watched one but they didn't really could go further. I got two is just really hard to you know. Dude, I I I did not feel that. Really? I, again, I got
0: what you were saying in terms of a little far-fetched here and there. Yeah, But ultimately,
1: man, that series holds up. I just didn't two, two I didn't appreciate until the very until the end it got a little bit better and three was good. So here here we go. Like I'm hoping for four. Yeah. And Justin Bateman, I'll watch it because of Justin Bateman. If no other reason for him, yeah. but everybody else is dope. They're good, but you know, I like seeing him play a little bit dirtier character. And what I like about that character is he gets dirty, but he always stays like the part. And not only that, it's a it's a different dirty.
0: It's not soprano dope. Tony dirty. It's no. not Ghost Dirty. It's not Franklin dirty. It's it's a it's a without a gun, without a suit, just a plain dude who almost can fuck you up psychologically with how he talks to you.
1: And I think that, that what made season two hard for me is that he stayed believable to me in that series and everything else got weird. That's what I think season two fucked me up a little bit mm. on, on Ozark. I really like Justin Bieber. I, I'm, you know, it's hard to believe that's the same guy that was playing in, uh, what, what's the, the, uh, Horrible Bosses? No, not even Horrible Bosses, but the the series with the, the Frozen Banana play, the, uh,
0: uh, Arrested Development?
1: Yeah, Arrested Development.
0: I'll take it back further than that. Um, Remember the TV series he was on? Yeah. The, I forget what the other uh, dude. I want to say Sandy Duncan was in it with him. But I could be way off. But he, yeah. But he, his, and that's another thing. His longevity.
1: And, and, and the Since ability forever. to pay, play any part. Yeah. Dude, I, that's, you know, so, okay. So big shout out to uh, Justin Bateman for being a fucking. Jason, Jason Bateman. J- Jason Bateman for being a sensational actor. Yeah.
0: All right. Justin, Jason. Jason. When I tell you. I hate Takashi six nine nigga. <laughs> of all the, and I don't even know. Even as you watch this documentary, he would refer to his rap as not even rap, like a rock rap. Um, I never thought he was a legit rapper. I couldn't understand half the shit he, he he was saying. That big hit song that blew him up, Guomo, Guamo, whatever the fuck that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. where he shot that on the in the Brooklyn neighborhood. I, I can't even I can't even recite. I just hate his look and I have never seen and listen, rap has always been predicated on braggadocious. Look how much money I got, the cars I drive, the bitches I fuck, the house I live in. That's always been a part of hip hop. But I don't mind that when you have the skills to back it up. And I don't mean talking about the material shit. I mean real flow. Bars, cadence, storytelling ability. Cause you could be as braggadocious as you want to be, and I get that's part of it. But when you got some shit to make motherfuckers really listen and bob their head and go, yo, what did he say? That to me is the ultimate. And all this nigga does is brag about how much money he got, how he's unstoppable. You trade way, man. Trayway. You, you you can't fuck with him. He's unfuckwittable. and it's like it's so obvious. You were the biggest pussy on the planet. Well,
1: in, early in the uh, in that documentary, he mi- he admits that he was never there to be a rapper. He w- didn't want to be a rapper, he, and I like think that's one of the biggest insults about it. I think it's an insult because it shows how it, it demeans the it demeans people who really do it for real, and it shows how the business how flawed the business is that somebody who doesn't really care about this it isn't their passion um, and, and and you see that through the whole industry the entertainment industry there's a lot of people in it that can that could say the we could say the same thing about right but this is music and this is moving people and he he did it in a way that I, it was so just it, it was it was cheap and he che- he cheap the art cheap in the art form um not a fan of him at all i also saw the other documentary which was uh the making of Danny I think it was Daniel's is full name. Danny hernandez da- Danny I thought they said Daniel, but whatever Hernandez and the, I saw that one too, which is even sadder because more of but a, is
0: that separate from the three is yeah that that a, that's a that's one?
1: a I think that's on netflix or uh or prime and uh that one I mean I felt worse because his girlfriend's in there that more and right. uh, and she seems like a genuine person so right that that uh made me really dislike him even more um let me
0: ask you they they said in the thing he's a marketing genius.
1: Do you do you believe that? Do you, do you would you give him credit for that? Well, um yeah, I guess I have to it's it's not whether I believe that he's a marketing genius. He proved that he he outmarketed the whole game. He did it. He did it. He took himself to another level. He made himself a millionaire. Um you know, they they said that he did have something though. Like all the people who were around him said that they had that. You know, you know they talk about that in the Hollywood thing—that it that you have that it thing. I, well, I I don't
0: I, well then I don't know what it is. I thought I did, but maybe it's the it in stand up or the it in acting is different from the it in music.
1: Well, they said he has that energy too, and and that's one of the things that they talked about his stage performance and that he stayed you know like very engaged throughout the whole performance. You know, like a hundred percent the whole time on stage. Um. So I don't want you know, in a way, when I said he cheapens the art form, I don't want to uh diminish the stage presence because, not because of him, but because people came to this show to see him. So obviously he offered them something. Here's what I
0: wish I I I I had the ability to do or the know-how. Um and I'm, you know, part of this may truly be as a matter of fact, I don't even doubt it. That part of it is truly a generational thing, because again, you and I come from a different era. But the way they said how in terms of his marketing, he and like so many of these young kids, he knew and knows how to use this technology. Yeah. This phone. Yeah. What you can do, social media. And again, I'm I've made no bones about it. I'm a dinosaur. I come from the 80s. I come before all of this shit and to being around during its birth. But I come before it. So so I, I, to me the concept of trying to do certain things through a phone and through social media
1: platforms it's just weird to me whereas I know these kids this is their thing. Well, they grew on, like you said they grew up on it. But you know that's I'm going to say that that's a little bit of an excuse on our part because we didn't grow up with it but the people who created it You know, like if you take a Steve Jobs, if you take um, um, all the – I'm not going to – who's the Microsoft guy? Bill Gates. Not Bill Gates, but his other guy who owns part of the – Oh, I don't know. uh, Anyway, all those guys, they're they're older. They saw it. And there's some people that can look at something and see it in a completely different way than everybody else is looking at it. And I truly believe, though, when he's holding it, when they're doing the part where they're talking about the phone, and he said, mm-hmm. if you have one of these, you can, make a mil- you, you can be a millionaire if you have one of these. And he's holding up the phone. And he sees that as a, as a tool. He sees it. And, and obviously... You know, before there was tools, like actual tools. I mean, everybody, you, you figure out like a, like an auto mechanic might have a hard pro- problem doing something, so he creates a tool that makes it easier for him. These guys look at this, and they relate becoming uh, rich and famous as a tool, that this phone is a tool, and they see how it works that way. And it's it's our inability, and maybe just some of it may be age, and maybe some of it is that we just don't have the that part of our brain that sees things that way. But that dude did. Um Obviously, he was able to do it. I mean, he has proof that he did it. Um, Do I agree with the way that he did it is the other question. Using the phone is one thing, but then the marketing that he did. Well, listen, I, I, I get the part about it
0: being a tool and a means to help you reach a wider audience. And everybody's on their phone, and you can't go to an airport now. And I dare you to go to an airport while you're waiting to get on the plane and you're sitting at the terminal everybody's on their fucking phone phones have replaced books magazines whatever it is television the the phone is the wave so I get that part but I guess what you just said what you do to accomplish it I, I just think I come from a place where it's like word this is what's doing it this, this this thing you uploaded that's, that's nonsensical and silly and not even funny, I, I guess that's the dinosaur on me. I come from a place where substance and real creativity and I, I guess the word I want to use is gimmicks weren't it? It feels like gimmicks it, it, is it. what gets you. And these dudes are gimmicks.
1: Well, it is gimmicks because, first of all, when they said it's kind of more of a rock rap because he wasn't a big rap guy, he wasn't he couldn't tell you who rappers were. He that wasn't his right. area, so it's a rock rap. But that had already been done. The Beastie Boys had done it. Uh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock has done it. Anthrax actually did did uh, some rap songs. I mean, there's Ice T's Body Count. Body. So this has been this has been done. So, but he paid attention to that, so he made himself more unique. I mean. You know, as ridiculous as we think about that uh, uh, rainbow hair Mm -hmm. and the tatted up face, he realized that the more that every time he did something, it got more attention. So he would take it further and further every time that he and he was willing to do that to himself. Because I asked you the question, because we've had this conversation about where you would like to be in this business. And I asked you this point blank. I just said, so if, if I told you, you could just tat up your face a bunch and dye your hair and you would hit that level would it be worth it to you no I, because well, i'm not living with tats on my
0: face first of all the, I, the concept of dyeing my hair listen that worked for dennis Rodman, and i get why it worked um but again I, my
1: whole thing is well
0: i well your question is if i if i knew if there was a guarantee that if i did
1: that you come out the other side you, you're the the multi-mega i don't know that
0: i could live with myself man because at the end of the day, and this is one of my notes about the Takashi thing, once he, especially after he ratted and, and you know, uh, was trying to revive his career, it's like once the gimmicks are over, now you got to rely on substance. And at some point, the gimmicks run out. Gimmicks don't last. Substance does. and I And I got to fall back a little bit on my shit. Again, for somebody like me who, you know, I haven't been on TV since Mad TV. I haven't been in a big profile movie since Jerry Maguire, which was 20-something years ago. Why do people still hold me at such an esteem? Why do people come and go, yo, legend, go, whatever whatever you want to give me. And we've gone down this road. Substance. Whether it's what I've said in interviews that's genuine, from the heart, you could tell it ain't no put-on. Uh I'm I'm true and real to the game, even though again, you know, uh yo, you real, yo, you real. Dave Chappelle's when keeping it real goes wrong. At some point, I'm I feel like my realness is costing me or has cost me. Um but bottom line, the authenticity, the material, you know, I, I'm I'm for for lack of better words, nigga, I'm authentic. I'm the real deal. Your true character means more to you than coming up with a character. Exactly. True character versus a character. And and it's like you could tell this dude was gimmicks. Like there's that one shot at the end of the one episode where his bodyguards are pulling him along in a wagon while he's eating ice cream. Like, nigga, who are you trying to impress with this stupid shit? Like that's what you down to doing? You know, I've seen the countless footage of of that. he had this one footage piece of footage where he screaming into the mic. I guess, you know, his last album or something was single. Hit the billboard early. It was like number one. But then by the second week, it dropped all the way down to 37. But he was in the camera. You can't fuck with me. I'm going to fuck. You can't fuck with me. And he was doing all this raging. And I told y'all niggas, y'all can't fuck with me. I'm just like, nigga, your volume is so loud and so over the top. You can't help but hate you. You know, I was talking to Alex Thomas, and Alex said, "Man, this nigga is inches away from death. The shit this nigga does with the calling out niggas and the the ratting and 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 betraying gang members and all the tough talk. It, and, and whenever you see him in footage, he's got a thousand bodyguards around him. So now we even know that you' playing it up because you got protection.
1: Well." protection aside here here's the here's the this is where you know we didn't get to this part when this was all before the ratting out part first of all he he upped he upped the the gang affiliation he's the one who brought you see him bringing out the red bandanas you see him try to sell this even harder like okay i know you guys are gang members but let's 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 jazz it up here let's really throw it in there for my for my video um and then to then to not only just turn but to uh to to rat listen I'll be real honest about some stuff that I've said here in the past yes I got in trouble yes uh, um, I had to go to jail and uh, I I did a lot and I'm not saying this because it makes me I'm not proud of this but this is the facts and I did what I was supposed to do Um, and I took my I I took it and I didn't rat out anybody and uh, I could like that night I was offered my car they held up my keys my car and said I'll let you go home tonight you have, to, you have to come back. Um, we'll get you a, a minimal sentence, but you go home tonight. And you never do a day in jail. You, you know, if, you, if you're willing to take the rewards from what you've done and you're not willing to take the heat, um, then you deserve whatever comes next. Uh, and, and that's how I, I felt like he was just a piece that, that, that upset me. And the reason I got out of it is because at the point where I was and ha- what had happened to me and where I was in this, I didn't know if, the, if something happened again, if I was going to be able to stand up on my principles. So I realized that I had to leave. So when I see someone like this who, who took all the money, took the fame, took everything, and then just fucking just flipped and flushed all those guys down. Now, I'm not saying I like all those other guys. I'm not even saying I know who those other guys are that I would appreciate those other guys. But you accepted that friendship. You accepted what they gave you. So once you take that, you're in.
0: You know, obviously I've never been to prison or, you know, I've, I've been to jail, been locked up over petty shit. So this is clearly my assumption. I don't know for sure. And if there's any... Um, <clears throat> motherfuckers who have done some time that can answer this for me, but I would imagine that and I'm using Mike Tyson but I also know with Mike Tyson there has to be a nigga, that's Mike Tyson so I'm not f- trying to take his booty or fuck with this nigga because he's th- the number one knockout artist on the planet but even if there wasn't that necessarily, I would imagine some dudes come with enough of a rep or a respectability factor where some dudes in prison, the word might spread, he's not to be fucked with. If nothing else, not necessarily out of fear, because anybody can be got, but more because, yo, man, this nigga, we know his, he's from the streets, he's real. There's something that comes with this nigga. Respect. There's there's a pedigree with this motherfucker. And then there are certain dudes like Takashi, who I'm sure it had to run through his mind, they will destroy me in prison. All the tough talk. I know I'm not that dude for real. The colored hair, the clownish look, I would be I would have a target all over my buttocks. i I just no way I can go to jail.
1: Then he shouldn't put himself in that position that he could go to jail because that's what I'm saying if you if if you are in a situation where uh, that you got yourself in trouble and ratting is your you, you, you and you rat at these dudes out. The ones that you accepted open arms, their help, their assistance, right. uh, that you bef- that they befriended you, and you took all that. You got to go, and what happens to you happens to you. And if it, and if you can't handle that, then get the fuck out. Right. And I, again, that's why I said when I was in that position, and I realized I don't know if I could if this if I was in this situation again the next time it would be even harder. I don't know, you know. I don't know where I would stand. I, I, I was worried about could I do whatever amount of time that would come up again. And that's why I was like, there's no way I can get in trouble again. And I moved my fucking shit out. And you know,
0: again, this is part of why I can't stand Takashi because there was that moment where he had a beef with some dude in from Chicago. Chief Keefe? Was uh, that it Chicago? Might have been him. It might have been him. But whoever it was, he was talking so much shit. Cut to, prior to the cut to, his whole thing was, nigga, I'll come to your hood. And nigga, what? And listen, every major, uh, uh, every, uh, (laughs) I can't be stopped. Every major ghetto, um, is to be cautious. Ain't no soft ghettos in, in America. I don't know if DC, New York, LA, wherever. Wherever there's niggas, it's not to be taken lightly. But particularly Chicago. Them niggas is dangerous. And them projects is dangerous. So this motherfucker shows up at like three in the morning by himself. I don't know if you ever saw this clip. Takashi jumps out the car, I guess, in this nigga's neighborhood talking shit. Like, motherfucker, I'm here, nigga. What's up? Yeah, and first of all, you could see how nervous he was. You really could see he was nervous. But it, he did it purposely at three in the morning when he knew everybody's sleep. And you knew it was early because you could hear the birds chirping as the sun was getting ready to come up. So I think it was maybe even closer to five. So it shows you how phony this motherfucker is with all the rah-rah. And then there was a clip I saw recently where he, he bought this chain and it, it, you, you spin it. And uh he goes, uh, yo, let me tell you something right now. All you all you first of all, I'm promo- He's and this a lot of these young niggas do this. And again, I know Braggadocious. Um, uh, and, and my era of rappers, from the gold rope chains to the to the to the 90s classic era of rock rap with the platinum joints when it was platinum with the big diamond medallions. I get all that. But it's like these motherfuckers. Brag about. We would wear the jewelry, and 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 the, and the shine of it would speak for itself. You don't have to, you don't have to brag on your loud shit when your jewelry's already loud. It's talking for you. It's blinging. But these niggas almost are like, please come rob me. And he's like, Yo, I paid a million dollars for this chain. So I'm telling you right now, when I come up in the club, all y'all drug dealers, scammers, and other rappers. You'll get the fuck about the club when you see me. Now, look, man. First of all, you're bragging that your chain is a million. That in and of itself is its own reward for a nigga to rob you. And they will hold up your chain and put it on social media and go, I got this nigga's chain. Here's the proof. Why would you set yourself up for that? And then two, rappers talk a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, I think it's mostly wolf tickets. You know what I mean? Because you got to, they talk a lot of shit, but they got a family to look after. They got bills to pay. They got people that depend on them. And be honest, if you're smart, you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to risk millions of dollars over dumb shit. So while they talk shit, they really ain't going to do nothing. These niggas are poets at the end of the day, they reciting poetry. But, you going to say the drug dealers get the fuck up out the club. Drug dealers whose whole purpose is about that life, guns, death. Nigga, what are you doing? Um. And to the rappers who might not do nothing, it's the niggas around them that want to get in good, make a name ain't got nothing to lose what the fuck are you doing
1: yeah by the way you old head it's it's drip that's the drip it's not oh, chain anymore it's the drip oh, it's the drip yeah. oh okay
0: i'm sorry <laughs> old nigga shit <laughs> i'm a
1: Ariesosaurus Rex. rex <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's why you have kids they teach you this shit yeah. your kid is just not old enough yet right my kids, you know, they keep me right. in the loop. Okay. Trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, but going back to to who he was as a person, he was never he was never he was just wanting to be rich and famous, and that that's an empty place to live your life. Because if that's all you want to do is be rich and famous, but you don't have anything that you're passionate about to get there. Well, you just said it, if that's all, because I want to be rich and famous. But you have something that you're right. passionate about. Right. He wasn't, he didn't he, it was like, it wasn't rap, wasn't his area. He was just, he, I forgot what other music he even said that he liked more. Right. Um, and and it just seems like, you know, he, but he had, you know, again, everybody has their, 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 their trials and tribulations. He had a, he had a hard upbringing uh, as a child I mean, he didn't have a lot of direction. I mean, I see a lot of things, but when you, when you get to the end, the only thing that I, I'm stuck on is that he, he, he took friendship from people and he, and he, he fucked them all. And that, that's, if it, and, and what you just said, imagine if he would have said, if he wouldn't have went, if, if he wouldn't have turned everybody and if he would have done what he was supposed to. And, you know, when he came out, he goes, you can't fuck with me, and he had the number one song. And then it went to 37, and then you know he's going to disappear. He's going to be something that I think just disappears. Yeah, I, I
0: think he's pretty much
1: disappearing already. but if he would have done what he and he would have held out and he you know he would have had you know, I don't want to say what he would have had in, in prison, but he would have had some support in prison from uh, his connections from who, who he's friends with on the outside. Right. And if he would have got through that and came out, could have been bigger than he was when he went in. But he became who he is, and he showed who he was. That's the other Man. thing. So, uh, I have no love for Takashi Six Nine. I didn't have any for him before he went in. To be really honest, I didn't enjoy any anything of it. I thought it was. I thought it, maybe it's just because of our age, but I saw the character. I saw the, the the cartoonishness of what he was doing, and I thought it was.
0: And listen again, there's there's always been colorful motherfuckers in rap. Matter of fact, um, last night as we were going from the second show. To the third show in Columbus, here in Columbus, the DJ was playing some hip hop and Buster Rhymes was playing that song he did where he, he, the beat is from the Night Rider. Doo doo, doo doo, doo doo. Um, remember early in Buster Rhymes' career, uh, before he became Buff Buster, uh, when he was bony and lanky, he was colorful, man. He would wear wild outfits, weird hats and shit like that so again you can be that you can be different you can be a little animated and cartoonish but buster
1: had skills yeah he had his own lane buster had skills skills, man but that's that's again that's the difference when you have skills you can you can listen kanye has skills kanye is one of the weirdest people in the world he's out there yeah but he has his he has his levels and he knows what he's do- What he wants to do for himself. And that isn't a cartoon character of himself. That is Kanye.
0: And, you know, the last thing that really bothers me about Takashi, and normally I don't get upset when other brown people, Hispanics, say nigga. You know, even though I know uh, a lot of them derive from us anyway. So, but that's why I get brown people. You know, we got a lot of similarities, maybe not as deep historically in terms of what we've been through, us versus them. But still, in terms of poverty, in terms of the streets, in terms of a swagger, in terms of flavor, in terms of music, food, we, we, we're like distant cousins. So I don't mind when brown people say the N-word, but the way Takashi says nigger, I mean, it's just... It makes me cringe, man. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas. Let me tell you something, man. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas get the fuck up. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas. I really want to punch this nigga in his mouth, dude. Um, when he says it, I'm, I'm
1: oh, fuck. Understanding that he's Hispanic and what you said about brown folks, but he's Mexican, dude. And my okay. Mexican in me goes, oh, like, dude, because he doesn't it. What you just said about brown people, and I know that I image white, so I never thought that I had, that. that I thought that word, as far as I'm concerned, that word is off limits to me um, in, in the context of being out on the street and talking to people and being who I am. But I see a lot of Hispanic brown people, as you just said, uh, use that. But when he used it, it made me cringe for my, my Mexican side. I was like, nah, man, that just felt. Dude, Fat feels, Joe says nigga. Yeah, it don't bother me, but it feels right coming from Fat Joe. Yeah, Takashi it, 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 just like I guess it again. It goes back to the, like whether I felt Takashi was like a cartoon, and so Takashi in his personality, it because he and I'm closer to it, and I know I, I've said uh, you know um, all all Hispanic folks to me are kind of one. But you know, they obviously you know if it's if it's Metskin, I feel a little closer to it because it's there's right. some there's connection to it in that way, and that just it, I I was I was disappointed and almost I don't want to say embarrassed, but there was this uncomfortableness about him being that close to me in my, in in, in re- blood relation, I guess is what it is because that's not who I how I think represents. Uh, I, I think it goes back
0: to again the authenticity of it. You know, if if like Fat Joe feels right because Fat Joe feels authentic. You know, Fat Joe is not a put on. Fat Joe got skills. Takashi, because I know it's a, a, a it's a act, it's a gimmick. You know, again the Chicago footage, the shit you talk, we could see the fear in your eyes. You hide behind all them goddamn big ass gorilla bodyguards. Yeah, nigga, that, when you say it, I, it there's a, it's coming from a place of just, here's my routine.
1: Uh, what was the, and, and I apologize because I don't know his name, and it's important in comedy community. Who was the Puerto Rican dude who passed away recently of cancer in uh, New York Not last year? Um, we worked with him one time. And, the comedian? Yeah, we worked with him. Oh, my man, um Angel. Dude, one of the coolest dudes i see. yeah and puerto rican but light skinned yes. dude right
0: yes but he's, well, no, I mean, he's like a, he was a like peanut butter color yeah
1: but but he was yeah. like it was on the lighter side yeah, as I'm yeah 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 said that word all the time it never felt never. uncomfortable never. like disjointed un- unpleasant i felt like this is he was in his element and that's i guess that's it too takashi he he faked an element that he was in an element that he belonged in he didn't belong in angel to him. would
0: talk to us and in his
1: natural flow Oh, come on, papi. (laughs) Hey, what's up, papa?
0: That that, that whole, and I don't want to make it seem like a New York thing, but I got to speak from that because, you know, and maybe to your point, brown people to me, brown people. But Mexicans, I don't know, New York, This papi, yo, papi. You know, there's a there's a there's a, f- a
1: flavor. There are Mexicans with that flavor, but it is an East Coast thing that you're used to, which was mainly Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Right. Did you get that? Mexicans have that same flavor. Not all the Mexicans that you see or the way they're represented have that same thing. Some of them are traditional cowboy kind of, right? And you don't see those as much. Uh, right. But yeah, but Mexicans that are in the flow, they still have that. Who grew up around uh, around all brown people, black people? They have that. They do have that. Just Takashi, I don't know what he had. It just it, like I said, it didn't feel right. Angel, though, I want to shout out to him and his family. Yeah, who, rest in
0: peace, man. He what was a one
1: cool motherfucker, really dude. cool dude. And I, I, when we were talking about this, he was a great example because when I first met him and I heard him talk, I was like, and then I was like, right. oh no, this is who he. Right. That's who he is. He's that guy, and just a cool dude. And, I, and uh, New York, New York, misses him, man. He was he was a good guy to have in the scene.
0: Yeah, um, so and, and listen, uh, it's. I, I will say this: whether it's marketing or whatever, like you know, they go. Uh, Takashi was like the freeway accident you couldn't help but want to watch, and as much as I as I despise this motherfucker, the documentary's great. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to walk away from it, going, "Oh, I have a love and a respect for him now," because he he's still the same cartoon that he's always been um and the gimmicks and I, it just it makes it hard to like this dude and then you know they did the, they showed the thing where he beat up on his girl and 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 and
1: he just it's what a it's a piece of shit to me he's not a he's not a balanced person um but also what was the name of that's the documentary was uh what was it called I thought it was
0: called Takashi. Takashi.
1: Yeah, but there was something else in the title. The other one that I saw is called uh, "The Making of Takashi." Daniel Hernandez, "The Making right. of Takashi." Uh, if you don't have the time for the three episodes, at least check that one out. It gives you a lot of background too. Right. But I like both. I'm glad I watched both. I'm I'm disappointed that I spent that much time on Takashi. Period. To be honest, but but it not not you didn't think it was worth it. In- it was like I didn't need both of those. Uh, right. But the one. Uh, well, that Showtime, yeah, that one was better. It was, but it's just longer. I, I got a lot of the same information, and the relationship with his dad they don't really go into as well on uh, the one that you saw, the mm-hmm. one uh, on Showtime. There's a more relationship on the Daniel Hernandez one on, I think it's Prime. It might be uh, Netflix, but that one with his dad, it's that's also a sad story and shows where he comes from. You know, just shows it's part of the reason why some people are not complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they're missing so many parts that maybe that is another reason why he is who he is but uh, it's unfortunate because he he uh, he had love from a group of people that uh, supported him and would have rode with him to the end and he right I mean even the one dude uh, who was like his
0: right hand man they said when he went into jail his sons were kids by the time he gets out they're gonna be damn near grown men Yeah. damn alright all right, so that is it. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Coming up is my man, Dez Edwards. New single is called Suicide Holla Slash Butter Dirty. And he can be found on all platforms at Suicide. S H U I C I. D-E-holla, H-O-L-L-A. Uh, Here it is. Anything before we go?
1: No, my my little joke that I do with True saying it smells like suicide back here, Mm. that didn't even get anything on the late show last night.
0: Yeah, it just was a, you know.
1: Columbus, looking forward to you tonight. Uh, We're going to be in uh, Cincinnati uh, coming up here. April 2nd to the 3rd, only two nights. So get your tickets. There's what, is just Friday and Saturday? It's Friday and Saturday. But you know that might change, though. It could change, but it could also add shows just to Friday and Saturday. But get your tickets because it will. it's going to sell out. And then the following week, the 9th through the 11th, we're going to be in San Jose Improv. Um, and after that, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm just going to say it. I was only going to give two dates, but we haven't been to uh, the Huntsville uh, Stand-Up Live. Right, uh, and, that's and, they, be,
0: and they got to stand up live, of course, in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, and this is our first time, though, in Huntsville, and that's going to be the 16th through the 18th, and that's our first time there, and I'm excited to do that room. I heard it's really a good room.
0: Yeah, uh, I hope it's I hope it's good, too, uh, even though it's the style.
1: And then I guess I might as well finish up for the month, and we'll be in Spokane uh, Comedy Club, the 22nd through the 25th, and those guys who run the Tacoma Comedy Club, Spokane, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, OKC, the, the what is it, Brick, Brick Brickyard Comedy Club? Okay, I think so. Yeah. Man, they they run a good club, so I'm excited about all of our dates in April. Uh, please come out, check us out, um, support that podcast. Let your friends know about our podcast. Uh, we're trying to keep trying to grow. There we go, baby. We're out. All right. Why you doing that,
2: shooting? Nigga got a big ass smile right I now. I take you please. where you wanna go. <laughs> where they got things form a like the stove just hit the hotline if you want some more keep the things coming they ain't ever running low i can take you where you want to go where they got things that form a just like the stove just hit the hotline if you want some more keep the things coming they ain't ever running low yeah gripping the gripping the Quarter. Gotta keep the cushy, I've been on the edge Why you even push me, she chocolate, pretty toes Make a nigga just stare, she tell you holler Eat the pussy, the package came in a lot And we been stocking. I found no more coal and rocks Up in the stockin', I come from a city, average top Five for murder, my nigga, and got a lot of options Push the pedal to the floor, I ain't swerving. My bitch, the foreign, just like quarter suburban. Depending on whether or not I feel you Vermin' determined, I wrap your knot up like a turban I hit and got the roll out, ludicrous MC That keep the hammer, and I'm too legit Wonder what the money do to rich, I'ma need me a bitch Stayin' fly, she not a I steward, this is you the mm-hmm. and you the I hit the I. pitch and left for looking like she pee. peed. I didn't know it's just just it. what is here before I didn't love this fucking nostalgia. Enough of the loaf, unless you got a loaf tired of broken, left you out of hope, I retired the scope, it's just too out of focus, you gon' need an extra toshi butter, don't miss a thing, but a dope, butter, you getting cream, that's a go with this butter, you intervene with the dopest butter, only thing we stress for more, B-U, double T, cutting the stomach up, call it a tummy tuck, it's emergency, you don't get your money, you're offered the revenue that's right in front of your butter, physical, I just don't do undercover, I threw on the rubber, two don't want another, I'm ripping the and taking I feel it, she said that like Samuel. that's elusive, motherfucker, shoot, I got them trailing, diesel leaders reefer i'm in hell and jesus keep the peace of being helping preaching guns and butter think i'm melvin choppers like well so many unplanned funerals they settle with reverence fuck a scoop i ain't shovel i'm pedaling
1: Can you feel the baby?